Welcome back to another day at camp. This evening we'll be meeting in the rec hall to watch Spree, hosted by the Retro Club. Immediately afterwards, we'll be having our talent show. And don't forget to tag all pictures and videos with hashtag the Retro Club, hashtag the lesson. Welcome to the Retro Club, where your host Megan and John, and uh, it's been a weird week. It has. It's been really hot and muggy. Well, it's just uh, awful. We had a huge storm blow through, which knocked out like seventy percent of our town's power, which was super cool. Yeah, and it kind of wrecked uh, our plans. So, uh, I thought it was going to be on Fourth of July, but it. I didn't stop that. No, we did. We ended up getting power back and everything for 4th of July, so that was cool. Mm -hmm. But it's, um, man, I'll tell you, I tried the Amish life. 10 out of 10 would not recommend. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Four days with no electricity and couch surfing was the worst. I didn't mind the no TV stuff. I feel like we you just needed to get away from social media. It no, was no air was conditioning fine. I was not okay with. That sucked, yeah. Uh no, I mean I got to read my book. Um it was fine. I didn't mind not having the social media, but yeah, the electricity and no air was a deal breaker. Yeah, I can do no like heat. I can't do no cool. No. You can put layers on. You can only take off so many before people start complaining. Right. (laughs) Looks a little weird in public. Uh, Yeah. But, yeah, and I think even as of now, by the time this goes up, they're still restoring power in the town, which Mm -hmm. is insane to me. It's just so ridiculous that, I don't know, the storm lasted all of like 15 minutes and just wrecked the whole town. It was bad. If you got to see it close up, I saw all that happened at once. Yeah, it's called a derecho, which is essentially an inland hurricane. Oh, I thought that was like a Mexican dish. No, no. Um, That's what, this is the new term that I've learned. I could be like that dad at the table. I would like a derecho. Oh, God. (laughs) Gracias. Like a quesadilla. Yeah. How about you try one dia and then mm-hmm. see how you feel? <laughs> I know. A whole case would just be too many. <laughs> um, God, I don't know. I mean, that really, the no air and everything really wiped me out. I don't really know what else went on besides, I mean, 4th of July was cool. 4th of July was a lot of fun. I was really happy to see my family. A lot of fireworks and just tell a lot of stories. Jordan didn't really seem to... Like, she wasn't bothered by the fireworks, but she also no. wasn't really interested in them either. I think <laughs> so. she was more interested in the interactions. Oh, there was too many people. Too many things going on for her to be <laughs> watching fireworks. Yeah. A lot of new people. She was excited. Uh, shared some... I mostly just shared stories and stuff. We yeah. didn't get to hang out with our friends that came into town. The weather just caused so many problems. Yeah, we're wrecked, dude. We have to throw away all of our food in our fridge and stuff. That that sucks. And I cannot believe, I won't drop our insurance name, but our insurance, like our deductible is still $1,000. <laughs> Who, I don't feed 10 people. For it's, what? Uh, it's a ten or a $1,000 deductible oh, to replace that. the food and stuff. Yeah. It's like, I... I think the most I've ever spent on groceries ever in one trip was 200 Where am I going to spend $1,000 on food that isn't going to go to waste? So ridiculous. I don't know. You got, more than anything, I think it's like people that have like the big deep freezes and stuff like that. Yeah, bigger families, farm people, right. the people who've got, yeah. But not us, so definitely not worth it. But um, So I'll go ahead and address... <laughs> the first big major problem our first lie to you guys feel so bad uh, not really a lie we had every intention of our patreon going live on the first yes i mean 
it just couldn't happen because we had all these problems at once. Mm-mm. Hurricane so, without the hurricane. The Patreon is going to go up soon. Uh, yes. we're, we're just having to get work through some stuff because, I mean, we just got our power back not too long ago. So we're still working on some stuff to get it uploaded because we lost all that time leading up to the first to get ready. Things <laughs> so. we were working on didn't save. No. It just, oh my gosh, it was, it's just been a nightmare. Yeah, I'm super salty. And it's, it sucks that we're dumping it on people right here. It's okay though. Well, you know, I think our Patreon, it's still going to go live. There's nothing up yet, but we'll have it up for you guys here shortly to um, subscribe to. And we'll have content on there as soon as possible. As soon as we can get all this crap sorted. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of cool stuff coming hopefully in another year. Still more plans that we've talked about. Well, I hope, I mean, hopefully not even that long. Just kind of yeah. see how, how things play out. But um, I don't think anything else really is going on. No, just the heat. Yeah. Can't beat sucks. this heat. It sucks. But I will say. Oh, this the Indiana is... Jones movie came out. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Indy... I guess I've seen people talk about it. I didn't even realize. Yeah. It just didn't register, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Especially for someone like me who grew up a huge fan of Indiana Jones. Harrison Ford's one of my... He might be in my five. Oh, is he in this one too? He is. He's Indiana Jones. I know, but I'm saying like, is it... I don't know. Oh, he's yeah. old as dirt, dude. I didn't know he's still yeah, like... this is the last indie movie. <clears throat> well, look at that. Um, oh, we did watch... A newer movie that came out, Evil Dead Rise. Finally got yeah, a chance to watch it that. Was good. That was pretty good. Uh, I don't know. I know a lot of people did not like it. I why? can see why they didn't like it. They were expecting Evil Dead or like... No, I think it's because the freaking timeline for those movies is just garbage. That never that never mattered back in the day. I, here, we'll actually take it to something retro. Okay. Because... Sometimes it feels like we don't talk about the actual retro part of everything. So I'd say in the 80s and 90s, you had like just movies that came out and you didn't care about when they happened. You just cared about the movie. Now everything has like this. What would you call it? Like a time lapse where you ha everything has to match like a certain pattern and stuff like that. It just makes no sense. Not every movie needs to do that. Just worry about getting another movie. I guess. I think that's. I think trying to catch up on that has ruined Evil Dead because this this movie actually was really fun. Didn't you like it? Yeah, I thought it was fun. Um, I've only seen the first Evil Dead. I think it's been a long time since I've watched it. But uh, like when you were a kid, did you ever care about the like all these movies had to match like a certain pattern? They had to be in a certain time frame and all that. Mm, I don't know if I really cared. As a, I mean, I don't know. It depends on what age you're talking about. Okay. I'll give another just quick example. Just, go, just for Evil Dead. So the first Evil Dead movie came out in, I think, 81. The sequel didn't come out until 88. And we're supposed to believe, like, Ash is, like... Because the whole series as from Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness is supposed to be like a two-day span. Oh. <laughs> okay. How well. does that work? That's kind of like, uh, I mean, I think you may have just said Halloween, where Halloween 2 is the same yes. night. It just picks up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much it bothers me, really. It doesn't bother me. I, I don't it, think it does me either. I think that you just got to take the movies for what they are. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that. We uh, we should save that for like Halloween time, maybe yeah. or closer to the fall. I don't know. I like doing horror movies. I don't mind I doing, doing horror, horror movies. movies. We already did Sleepaway Camp, but that's like a summertime horror movie. So, by the way, that was Megan's pick. I was. I did pick that one. I was very happy she picked it too because I was like, I don't even think I was. I had that one on my radar, and then she's just like, "Why don't we do Sleepaway Camp?" I'm like, "We should do Sleepaway Camp." Well, speaking, Megan's best ideas come like on a whim like at the drop of a hat she has like these brilliant ideas great outdoors that great outdoors was, another one that, that was a last dropped. minute pick we almost didn't do yeah um speaking of my picks 
this is my pick again <laughs> this week is but it's because this is a first wednesday which mm-hmm. this is our third first wednesday that we're recognizing i guess that sounds weird but we started a new thing that every first wednesday one of us we're going to take turns picking a movie that the other one has not seen and we're going to make them sit down and watch it and but it has to feature somebody well yeah the there's an added (laughs) challenge if you can accomplish it because i'll be honest i almost gave up on this one and just picked (laughs) something random but um there's an added bonus that i mean since this is only this will be number four uh, is it three? three? This is number three. Because when I picked the first movie, I just picked anything. But I, I gave to... you I gave you the challenge of picking somebody, one of the cast members, and finding a movie that that person is in that I've never seen. Yeah. So I, my first movie was Now and Then, came I out in the 90s. Airheads. Then you went with Airheads because it had Brendan 90s. Fraser. So then I had to pick someone from Airheads in a movie that you'd never seen. And I was getting so frustrated because every movie I found, I was like, oh, I love that movie. You've also seen it. And I was yeah. like, crap. So I kept having to like ditch stuff. Or I finally found a movie. I'm like, okay, I'll go ahead and give this one a shot. But then it's not streaming anywhere. And I'm cheap. And I'm not paying $2.99 to rent a movie. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I, there's got to be something. So I just started going through picking obscure cast members from this movie right because i don't want this to be six degrees of brendan fraser because that's what it started turning into yeah (laughs) and i was okay with that because he's been in some movies i know you haven't seen there's some out there yeah yeah but um so i picked i did find a movie that has one of the cast members that i have seen that you had never seen finally yeah it wasn't even on my radar but i did i kind of had to abandon the idea of picking an older movie um I just, I couldn't find anything that you hadn't already seen. So I did, I picked something newer. This did come out in 2020, but I am covering the movie Spree. I will say something really quick. And I did like the movie. Okay. (laughs) But you have pigeonholed me now. I know you're going to have the worst time picking this next movie. (laughs) You did me so fucking dirty. (laughs) Well, I mean, I didn't want to lie because I almost picked a movie neither of us had seen. But I'm like, no, I want to know the movie before you know it. Like you couldn't pick a movie that just randomly had like a Kiefer Sutherland in it or (laughs) Kevin Bacon. Just anybody I knew. David, what's the dude's name from uh, Stranger Things? David Harbour. David Harbour. Yeah, just anybody. (laughs) You're going to have to get creative. I'm almost starting to think maybe you can kind of branch off and do like, no, no, you should be fine. I think you'll be fine. Okay. I only have one person to really pick from. David Arquette. Yes. (laughs) That was my cast member who I pulled from Airheads, who is in this movie, surprisingly. I forgot. The scary thing is I was like David Arquette, and I was like, I was thinking about all the movies I've seen with him. I was like, man, I watched a lot of David Arquette movies, and I don't even think I really like him. I don't think, because like uh, Eight-Legged Freaks. Yes. I don't think I've seen that. That's that's probably gonna end up okay, being my pick. There you go. Because you 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 did me so dirty. <laughs> anyway, like, I can't pick like Buffy the Vampire Slayer because you've seen I've that seen one. It. Yeah, see, it we sucks, it. doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> All right, and the reason why it sucks for John, why he's saying this, this movie it came out in 2020, but it was a Sundance film movie that then came to uh, mainstream uh, theater, Hulu, I believe. I don't know if it even went to theater, did it, it? It went to box office, but it didn't stay because it was during COVID. That's right. Oh, I'll get into it because I watched some interviews and stuff on this and the pandemic. So this movie, it's it's a it's considered a satirical horror, which is really strange, but it's kind of funny. We were talking about the evil dead. It kind of falls in that same vein of I'm going to be honest, like you sound great, but I got water in my ear this morning and I can only hear like a lot of what you're saying in one ear. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. I know it's not that. It's been like this for me all day. Oh, okay. And I don't know what's going on, but. Oh, Lord. All right. So let me, I'll give you a synopsis and then John's actually going to uh, talk about the cast and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I'm worried I'm talking off because I can only hear out of one ear. <laughs> no, you're fine. Anyway, this movie, it did. It premiered January 24th, 2020. So right before, right before everything shut down. Yeah, that sucked for them. But here, here's the synopsis. <laughs> this is coming from Wikipedia because I couldn't really find anywhere else. 
the Gonzo style satire follows a social media obsessed rideshare driver played by Joe Keery, who, in an attempt to become viral, live streams himself murdering passengers. Mm. I like that they use the word Gonzo. Do you know where it comes from? I'm going to say no. That comes from Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, Gonzo style is uh, you're just in the moment and you're going a hundred miles an hour. Think of like uncut gems. Yes. That's Gonzo style. That is like anxiety. Oh, okay. Yeah. This also falls into that. Um, oh God, be careful. You almost knocked that over. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. So Joe Keery, he's the guy from Stranger Things. Stranger Things. He plays Steve mm -hmm. and Steve, the babysitter. Yeah. Which they did him dirty in that show too. In Stranger Things? Yeah. Aw. Um, Remember he got his ass beat by Billy? Billy yes, worked him, yes. Billy worked him okay. over. Yeah. With a dirt stash. <laughs> um, okay, so he really hasn't done much else. A lot of like offbeat films. He was mm -hmm. in a movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds called Free Guy. Yeah. Which I've not seen. Um, Free Guy's like a, it's like a, it's like a interactive video game that like comes to life. We saw a, a preview for it. Ryan oh, Reynolds okay. played a lot of Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah. And then we also said David Arquette, which we've covered him mm -hmm. before, but, you know, he's mostly known for the Scream franchise. Uh, what was he was in an episode of My Name is Earl <laughs> that we watched, remember? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that's then right. he had his, he was really good in it, too. About the same time he did Spree, he also had a uh, uh, a documentary come out. You can't kill yep. David Arquette. It's about him wrestling. Yeah, it's his. I watched it. He says it's his love letter to wrestling because oh, I did hear him talk about it as well. <laughs> it was like a five minute interview. I watched the freaking movie shows him almost get killed by a, a dude that's like nuts. Like oh, a, really? Yeah, because there's this new type of uh, wrestling and they call it ultra violent. Why? Because people people have it. I'm gonna be honest about something. Oh, okay. People have fetishes. Y yes. I think even in wrestling, there can be fetishes. People oh, yeah. Like, yeah, people like seeing people get their shit rocked in real life and all that. Yeah. That's what it's become. Well, that's why like, stupid I don't need to things... see blood. That's why stupid stuff's become famous. And not just UFC, which like, UFC does, they draw blood often, but like the slap competitions and stuff like that. I was going to say like, like jackass. People love oh, that kind of stuff. that too. People hurt themselves on purpose. Yeah, but I mean... The slap thing drives me insane. I cannot believe that that's... I still can't believe that got, like, approved through commissions and stuff. <laughs> I don't know, man. Especially knowing about, like, CTE and stuff. Dude, I don't know. Anyway, all right, back to this movie. <laughs> uh, the other uh, cast in it... <laughs> this there, were per <laughs> there were names in it I definitely uh, recognized, if I'm being honest. Okay, like... Um, what was the girl's name? Misha Barton. I saw that name. Yeah. Yeah. I remember her from like, I think she was like a kid actor. She's like my age. She was, I think in the OC or something. Yeah. She was in something like that. Mm hmm. Oh, she was in all my children. I, I know that. Okay. Oh, she was in the sixth sense when she was like, like the a teenager. Girl? Yes. Uh, the one under the bed. Yes. Ah, uh, there it is. The, uh, the girl who plays Jesse Adams is played by Sashir Zamata, which she is mm. an actual comedian. Oh, really? Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> I thought she was just pretending to be funny and being bad at it. No, she's a comedian and actress. Oh. And then there were some other names like Kyle Mooney, which who, what? Actually, no, Kyle Mooney is... I can't remember. I think a lot of people from SNL are on this. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The the uh, Kyle Mooney is one of them, and Sashir was also a part of. Has something to do with uh, SNL. There's a lot of people that were in this movie that I, I think just had like kind of fame. Yeah, like John DeLuca. Like I know the name, mm -hmm. but I realized like he's somebody that came from Disney Channel. Okay, it's all connected. Frankie Grande, the guy, the very. Um, over the top gay in the car. Remember, yes. he is Ariana Grande's half brother, who Makes is sense. also Disney. Yes. Ariana Grande came from Disney. Um, who else? Okay, so Josh Ovali, who plays Bobby, 
Bobby's world. We'll get into this a little here in a minute. He was actually a Viner when Vine was big. And that's how I recognize. I was like, God, this kid kind of looks familiar. And he had some Vines that went viral. What's his, name? his real name is Josh O'Valley. Okay. Or Ovale. I don't, I'm not sure. If I don't I'm know how you say it. it. Right. But yeah, he, they picked people who, I mean, that was almost like their actual profession. Like this, uh, uh, John, not John, Jesus, I just said his name, Josh <laughs> O'Valley. He's best friends or really good friends with Finn Wolfhard before Stranger Things. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Yes. All of these people are connected in some weird way. They're on the Disney triangle. <laughs> and Disney's own, uh, owns Hulu. Who I, wonder, this movie. I wonder if that is how Josh got his name thrown in the ring for this to play Bobby in Bobby's world. Because I can't believe that. Joe Keery. Speaking of Bobby's World, did you ever watch that cartoon growing up? It was it Bobby's World. Am I just making it up? I think it was called. It was Bobby. It might have been Bobby's World, but either way, Bobby's World was a great cartoon. I know it, but I didn't watch it. <clears throat> All right. What else? Oh, who it was uh, directed by? I could not think of the word. <laughs> <laughs> Eugene, Col- I don't know how you say that. That is, that last name is two <laughs> days long. I can't say that. It's like Eugene Kolyarenko. I'm going to give it a try. Let me give it a try. Oh, I just said it, I think. Kotlierenko. That's what I said, Kotlierenko. I like it. It's exotic, like ranch dressing. (laughs) Oh, and also, fun little factoid. I will do trivia later, (laughs) but it was executive produced by Drake. Like Drake the Rapper? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> like Degrassi. Like, like, like Canadian Drake. <laughs> yeah, Degrassi. Yeah, like... There's no other way to describe like him. Fan, you know it's like Drake. Like fangirl Drake. Call me on your cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. He's known for being like the best fangirl ever. I know. <laughs> I know when it comes to basketball. My gosh, that dude... I have no hate for him, but that that is embarrassing. All right, shoot. We should probably jump into this movie. Oh, we didn't even talk about the budget. Oh, yeah. Go ahead Which and I tell us. Which I couldn't find the budget, but I, could f- I found what found it made. Found the box office? Yeah. I saw that, too. Go ahead. Yeah. It made $43,000. At the box office? Mm-hmm. It didn't yeah. go to very many studios, though. I'm telling or you. studios. Yeah. Theaters. With Joe and David Arquette. David Arquette, it, he ain't got that kind of fame. I'm sure it cost more than 43000 to make this movie. Yeah, well, yeah. I was saying he wouldn't have been a draw. He ain't been famous forever, and... What would have been his last big movie? Scream 4? That yeah. was like 2011. That was like nine years. He was in Scream 5. Which came out? Wasn't it in like 2021? Like 2022? Uh, something like that. Yeah, he was in that. Yeah, but this movie came out before that. Okay. So his, his okay, fame wasn't I back okay, I get it now. I'm sorry. Time. <laughs> time. Time. <laughs> He's on my side. But Joe Keery coming off that. He still got that Stranger Things money. Yeah, but this came out during the, like little drought. I guess if he just did this as like a fun little I can't remember side that. project, I don't know. When we all got put through that misery that was uh multiple times. Yeah, stranger things getting put off. And then they bring it back and the kids have grown like a foot. Yeah. I'm like what the heck you want? This is the next summer. I mean, I guess it's possible. They did the same thing with uh it chapter 2. Had to CGI Wolfhard, their face. Yeah, they had to make him look young again. I was like, "Ugh. You better off just just do like shadow shots dude because that kid he grew up too like his yes. face got really like chiseled for some reason <laughs> he's also like really skinny yeah so you knew he was gonna be really tall he's got like crazy cheekbone like he, i don't know he has just very sharp angles on his yes. face he went from like this baby face kid to a sharp angled adult i don't know what happened poor hair didn't get any better no it didn't uh do we want to go ahead and talk about the movie now I mean, we can. This movie, this movie really started off good. Like I had no expectations for it. Mm-hmm. I and, did only watch it one time before I watched it with you. Yeah, and for an hour and a half, I gotta say it was start to finish a really fun movie. Mm-hmm. It just made it, this kid just comes off really desperate. Yes, uh, yeah. Kind of tragic in a way because this is like the age we've fallen into, where it's all about likes and shares. It is. He makes the character. So Joe Carey plays a a kid named Kurt Kunkel, which is an awful name. Mm -hmm. And the director picked it for a reason. 
just because of the way it sounds he's like it's it sounds like you're throwing up in your mouth it sounds like a machine breaking down which is essentially what kurt is doing in this movie (laughs) he gets progressively more just unhinged as the movie goes on and kurt makes a comment at some point in the movie where he's like if no one's watching you do you even exist like that's Mm -hmm. the mentality he has you know you have to have likes and views and subscribers or what's the point in existing yeah like he comes from a home where he really hates his parents Mm -hmm. his parents don't notice or care about him it's it's like the perfect formula for like someone to really fall off that that edge you know what i mean Mm mm-hmm and I know people really got mixed on this movie. Like every like review I looked up for this movie, mm-hmm. it was mixed. I don't know if people really got it because this is the age we're in. Yeah. So you don't really like, I, I'm sure down the road, people will start looking at this movie a different way. It's just really hard because now things just go right to streaming. So it gets lost in like this universe of just endless media. Yes. It does kind of like sometimes I get super anxious when I realize that the, if I sat down as a baby and you started playing every movie ever made, I could spend my entire lifetime in front of a TV and never watch every single movie ever made. And Isn't that, that a like weird thought? makes me nauseous, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And you got to think about like all the trash movies that get made. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I don't know if I could set to another Transformers movie. I mean, even if you start with some of the biggest box office and work your way down, you won't even get to the B movies before you die. Right. Like, it's outrageous. Film and media, it's nuts. And what constitutes as movies anymore? I mean, people have made movies on YouTube and it just kind of like morphed into it's accepted as a, a mainstream movie now and things like that. Someone I just saw post about this um, talks about how if a fan film gets backed by an audience... And the audience is viewed as a producer. It's a real film. Okay. Well. I don't know how that makes any sense because in like old old world Hollywood, and I guess you could throw Bollywood out there too, everything comes from the studio. Mm-hmm. Studios really don't exist like that anymore. No, and Another COVID really kind of tested those waters to or really pushed that theory to mm-hmm. i think that you don't need a big studio to accomplish some of the same stuff right and now everybody's gotten away from hollywood mm-hmm. like a lot of the shooting is done in canada or georgia oh yeah just random little towns mm-hmm. so you have all these studios that have all this um archival stuff and it's just being put into like a wasteland mm-hmm. <laughs> well i guess we can go ahead and pinpoint our five parts of this movie might as well we've kind of yeah we can this movie's it, it, so it was really good mm-hmm. i really like i'll go my first part that i liked was the beginning you get to meet this kid he's telling you his day-to-day life he's trying to leech off other people's uh like minor uh, social media, I guess. Fame. Fame. Yeah. You could call it. And he's he's just doing everything possible to become internet famous. Mm-hmm. He wants to be remembered and you get it right off the bat what the movie's going to be about. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably just going to go step by step to the movie. I'll say the beginning too, because you get a little narrative right before he starts talking like this flashes of text that say kurt's been on youtube and he has been on social media making content for over 10 years yeah and at no point has he ever had more has he had double digit viewers at any time so they're saying after 10 years he might get nine viewers at best on any of his stuff and it's like but he never stopped he continued creating stuff just anything he i mean he jumped on every bandwagon he was Mm -hmm. doing like um oh gosh he's trying to show off with his dad you get to see david arquette in the Mm -hmm. beginning too where his dad's like a semi-famous he's kind of like a 
a has-been. I guess he's a has-been DJ. I would say, because they live in California. Yeah. So his dad is well-known in the California area, enough that he can pull bigger people, but he himself cannot springboard, which is Kurt's problem, too. So Kurt's using his dad's very little fame to try to get Mm -hmm. him more fame and followers and it's yeah it's very and the bad thing that about that is the dad is so cringy yes the dad makes the movie really make you feel bad for kurt i mean david's because kurt's 23 <laughs> his dad is like in his 40s at the very least right and still trying to act like this he's trying to act like a like a hip kid yeah it's... like there's no growing up about it no but yeah the beginning is also my it's just so cringy i mean the cringe factor did not stop until probably about the last 20 minutes and then you were just disturbed really when right, the like last his bit. dad's texting him and using like short word emoticon and stuff like that and he's yeah come just, and get me like yeah. spelling <laughs> come c-u-m like like he's hip and stuff like that it's like yeah. oh dude just stop you know he says gracias <laughs> At the Mexican restaurant. When they set down the chips and salsa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Man. Lord. All right. What's your second scene? <laughs> My second scene is actually when he got the water bottles. Uh-huh. I love he does this tutorial where he's talking about this thing he's he's uh, cooked up in his mind. Uh, this is what the movie's based around is. This is his last shot at fame. He doesn't care how he gets it. He's getting it this time. Mm-hmm. And he really believes in his heart it's going to work. He saw a kid that he babysat gain some sort of uh, internet popularity, mm-hmm. and he's just he's striking out. This is going to be it. So he's get, taking these water bottles and stuff and having people drink from him. Uh, he does what is it? Uber driving without it's Uber? It's called Spree. It's actually called Spree. Yeah. Yeah, as the drive share, as the ride share right. app. So you have him hooking up all these cameras and stuff in this car and trying to do everything he can to make it. Uh, very eye-catching like mm-hmm. he puts like these uh gopros gopros he puts in those lights that change color he mm-hmm. does all kinds of stuff yeah and he does i think we're just going to kind of be doing the same scenes because it really is almost i really like the water bottle scene where he was like actually showing you what he was doing he was uh taking a syringe and just poking these bottles well that's what i was going to say is kurt it, it didn't just happen all at once. He was actually uploading videos. Mm-hmm. He, he started up what, with this one video where he's standing on the side of the road and he's like, I think, you know, I've really thought about how to grow my following all these years. And I think I finally got it. I've got the idea. Mm-hmm. Follow me to see where I go. And it's it's crazy because he could have been stopped so early on, but because nobody saw this kid, no one paid attention to him. He's posting videos showing you tutorials on how to lace water bottles and close mm-hmm. them up so people can't tell they've been injected with stuff. He's showing you how to what to keep in the car with you, like a drill and a gun. And he keeps saying, you know, everyone follow me, subscribe, use hashtag the lesson to keep up with more tutorials on how to become <laughs> famous. And it's like he's literally spelling out his murder plans and nobody even sees it. Nobody yeah, cares. He, that is borderline like off the edge. Like not schizophrenia. It's like it, I mean, kind of he's he's off the rails at this point. Like he's a kid that definitely should have been like medicated and really talked to about like. Social media presence won't make you happy. You know what I mean? Yeah, he had a mom and dad split. Mom, I assume, is just kind of in her own world. Dad is this wannabe DJ who's not in his life unless he needs something. So he doesn't really have any kind of familial circle. (laughs) And you're led right off the bat to know that Kurt is going to do some pretty, like, messed up things. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you want to go with your third. Yeah. Uh, my third, I'm going to jump forward ahead a little bit. This is right where uh, Kurt picks up the three people. Because we thought we, like when I was watching, I was like, man, he's just going to keep picking up one person at a time and just let them drink out of these water bottles and pass out. Mm-hmm. No, he picks up like three people at a time, two people at a time. Yeah. And this is, there's this part where uh, these three people just want a good time. And this is while Kurt is, we forgot about this part. So people finally start watching the stream because Kurt takes over someone else's stream mm-hmm. and and loads in as 
them and says it's a it's a takeover. Yeah. And people start like talking to him like you would see people talk to him online, like they're calling him a, like. They're using the F word and right. the R word and, <laughs> and telling uh, him he's stupid and lame yes. and like do this he on the is spectrum? cringy. Yeah. Yeah, he's lame. Yeah. It was pretty bad stuff. But stuff you see people say on the internet because they feel brave behind a keyboard that they can say this to a person. Yeah, then they're talking about like people he runs into and it's like fap, fap, fap. Oh, yeah. They're posting like, uh, they're just posting dicks. Yeah, have sex with, oh, whatever that chick's name was. Have sex with Melissa right now. Yeah, the DJ that got famous for a sex tape. Well, the girl in line for the tacos. That's what I was thinking Oh, that too. Yeah, I forgot about her. Yeah. That was uh, Misha Barton. Okay, yeah, so you see her for like five seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next scene, I think, is going to be a little bit earlier in the movie when he picks up the very first guy, the ponytail dude, going to uh, some conference. Oh, my gosh, that dude. He was awful. Because at one point, Kurt's trying to make conversation with him, <laughs> and the dude's like, what's up with all the cameras? And doesn't really, like, he's a little weirded out, but he's mm-hmm. like, eh, whatevs. Because Kurt's like, oh, you can never be too safe. And then kind of like <laughs> winks at the camera like, you guys know what's going on. What but if he I doesn't. didn't consent for this? That's all I remember him saying. Yeah. But then he starts telling him, well, it's a good thing you're white. Yes. And Kurt, even Kurt went, huh? <laughs> he's like, well, you know, because you're a white man in America. So it's good to be us. And he's like, dude, I don't care what color your skin is. And then <laughs> This dude just goes off the road. He goes, okay, libtard, and starts calling him a snowflake and stuff. And I was just like, dude, these are real people. This is real people. Mm-hmm. So when he killed that first guy, he had him drink that bottle of water. And I was like, mm, I don't really feel. I didn't feel <laughs> I don't bad know if for him either. Bad. Honestly, like his victims, I didn't feel bad for any of them. Um, None of them. Okay. The three that he picked up that you talked about, Mm -hmm. the girl in the front seat was trying to be nice to him because the two in the back were being crappy and also doing coke and just like they were doing coke live streaming their ride share and like we're with this weird kid. And And they actually people kept putting out his uh, his handle. Yeah, because it's Kurt's World 96. This is I think that's why I'm saying Bobby's World. It's Bobby something. I don't remember what it is. Kurt's World 96. And then the one, I'll, I'll go ahead and save it because that's going to be another scene. But yeah, when he picks up the, his first kill is like, part of me said, I don't really feel bad. But then as it goes on, I'm like, uh. Because he just know. made himself a full blown serial killer. Oh, yeah. 100%. Because I don't even know what his body count ends up being. We'll, we'll have to do a count at the end and, and then see. He, and then he even says like partway through it, it's not about how you become famous. It's being remembered. Mm-hmm. And then he just realized to be remembered, he had to do something really screwed up mm-hmm. and i mean there have been people so this movie borrows from a lot of things you had people that actually kill for fame like and oh. he's no different oh yeah but if you want to hit with your fourth scene my fourth scene my fourth scene was actually the whole uh scene from when he picks up this he goes to meet his dad finally mm-hmm. and him and his dad have this argument about how he's never really been in his life, so he doesn't need him. Yeah. Uh, his dad is just there. He's talking about his uh, DJ gig. It ends up being at like a strip club. Mm-hmm. And he has a residency there. So, I mean, he is actually hired to be there. Yeah. And then uh, his um, dad tells him he could hook him up with the the female DJ that DJ was famous. Uno. Yeah. And this is where all the fap stuff really started hitting his uh, feet. Yeah, because she's this pretty young um, Asian woman, Asian DJ. So everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I'd do it. And she's a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I'll just say it for what it is. She was. Like, yeah. she was a terrible human being. And then, like, she wants him to drive her around. Uh, she starts snooping through all of his stuff. Uh-huh. She... She's somebody that got drunk off fame for a sex tape. Mm. From a sex oh, tape. Oh, it was, okay. That's right. It was, yeah, DJ Uno had the mm-hmm. sex tape. And his dad's, like, clowning him and stuff in front of her and all that. It's just really weird. I, I think his dad kind of knew that she was going to do that. Because then he's like, oh, I'm live right now if you want to. And she goes, oh, no, I don't. 
I don't tag people on nights that I DJ, which what a what a weird thing to say. I don't know. Just an ego. That's all it, it is. is. Well, I'm going to kind of piggyback off that because my fourth scene I was going to pick was with DJ Uno. But it's when she asks him to drive her around and take her to the taco stand. And when he's up there getting the tacos and she's digging through his crap, she finds the gun and she's live streaming and has like thousands of people watching her live stream, which at this point, Kurtz has grown because he's killed a few people. He's mm-hmm. up to like a few hundred, I think, at this point. And um, uh, sorry, <laughs> your <laughs> child's in the other room. Um Anyway, she finds the gun and starts taking pictures with it and like posing with it. And I don't what a weird thing to do. I don't know. But then she drinks one of the water bottles and herself, she passes out. She passed out really hard, too, with the gun in her hand. And so when he gets back to the car and sees her holding the gun, passed out with the water bottle, he's like, oh, no, and starts like packing stuff up. And of course, the the cops see it and they come over and they're like, oh, is everything okay?" And they think he's (laughs) drunk and try to do a sobriety test on him. And apparently... Uno comes back to life. I don't know if she didn't drink enough of the water or something because she like gasps and shoots up out of the seat and shoots the cop right in the freaking head. Right through the window, too. Oh, my God. And then takes off running. I was like, what just so Kurt, Kurt got off easy. He was able to escape because the other cop on foot ran after her. Yeah. Like, what just happened? And this happened? is where Kurt starts getting like this like little bit of a God complex because his uh, or his viewers jumps right into like 50,000. Now people are just like cheering him on. And the whole time people aren't thinking any of it's real. No, they're just, I mean, oh, it's so fake frustrating. Blood. Yeah, they're saying that looks fake. fake That's not real. Blood, blood wouldn't spatter like that. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, But yeah, that scene where Uno just wakes up from the dead and shoots a cop. That was my <laughs> next scene. Yeah, I, that, that is my next part. So Kurt's going like driving and now he's got like this like God complex because he's trying to escape the cops. Uh-huh. He's driving down the wrong side of the highway uh-huh. and he cuts off the road and starts driving through like this part of they're in California. It's like a skid row kind of. Yeah. It's just all these homeless people. And Kurt says that he can't be he can't be touched. Yeah. No one can stop me. Not God, not the police, not the homeless. He's like, I could run over <laughs> these homeless right now. And what are they going to do? Yeah. And then out of nowhere, the car gets airborne mm-hmm. and it flips. Then we come to this random scene where Kurt's getting in someone else's car. Yeah. Hijacks another car. And at this point, it's went live. So people are actually putting it out there in all of, well, I guess the government's got involved in it. Mm-hmm. They're trying to shut down all this, all the spree and any kind of a pickup service. Yeah. They said it's shut down until they can figure out what's going on. So he hijacks another car service. Because, I mean, we've got Uber. We've mm-hmm. got Lyft. Uh, I feel like there's another one. But, yeah, there's multiple. And A taxi. Yeah. Good old <laughs> yellow yellow cab. Yellow cab. Um, My fifth scene. God, there's a few. So I'm going to have to have some honorable mentions. I can't decide. Fifth. Yeah. That was number five, really? what you just did. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I've got some honorable mentions, but I think number five, I think what I'm going to have to do. Oh, God. Um, after he hijacks the car, mm-hmm. the he goes to. So in the beginning, he picks up. See, this is we skip so many parts. Um, or parts, I don't know. That's anyway, easy to go back. There's a, a the comedian that he picks up earlier in the movie. Yeah. Jesse Adams. He ends up going to her show later and he's sitting in the audience and she is using her rideshare experience with him earlier in the movie as part of her bit where she's like, there's this kid and he's so sad. Like he's saying, follow for follow. And she's like, no one says that out loud. And she's just crapping all over him. And he's sitting in the audience with a gun and starts to raise the gun like he's going to shoot her on stage. And he's like bleeding. He's He's covered in blood. Yeah. And then she like says this weird thing. I don't know. She kind of changes the tune. She's like, but you know what? I was him. I know what that felt like trying to climb the social media ladder. And I, I just, I felt for him and he kind of stops what he's doing. And she said, so, you know what? I've kind of, I've thought about it and I'm, 
done with social media as of right now and like throws her phone on the the stage and starts stomping on it. and everyone just goes absolutely nuts which mm-hmm. is ironic because she's like and it starts I'm, a big hashtag after yeah, that she's like i'm done with social media but in doing so it blew her up even more on social media mm-hmm. <laughs> because she took it a was, stand and it was like what would you call it it was false well and that's uh, i don't i know was, what you're it, saying it was false pride in a way she was trying to be prideful and trying to be uh oh, she was a false hero yeah because then in kurt's live if you look at the comments while he he's was watching crying. this happen he was like um they're saying she'll be back online in two weeks and stuff which wasn't spoiler. wrong yeah it wasn't really wrong <laughs> but that's my five points but i've got honorable mentions that i'll have to zoom through i'll tell you a scene i hated from the movie okay i hated the end why did you hate it? Like when you say you hated it, why? Because it really showed you how other people are monsters too. Yeah. The Kurt wasn't necessarily the only bad guy Kurt, in the movie. Kurt was made a monster from how things worked out in his life. This girl used her, her him dying, her survival story yes, from Kurt to become bigger. And she was the real monster. I mean, right at the end, people were still donating as she is bashing his head into the car and they're donating money and they're telling her to do it, to kill him. And then someone donates like 20 bucks and says, take, take a, a selfie, selfie with with his face, with his dead uh, corpse. So she lifts up his dead, bloody face and smiles at the camera and it cuts to, to black. And it's like, are you serious? It really made me feel for him at the end. Like. We got to do the honorable mention thing. We have to. I got to talk about his experience with his dad. He finally calls his dad out for him being a piece of garbage his whole life. Mm-hmm. And how he fi- his dad's been lying to his mom and him about being on drugs. Mm-hmm. He's like, I found your baggies. And David Arquette gets really like offended by it. Yeah. Like, how dare you even like go, th- go into my room? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so Kurt, Kurt ends up like he, Kurt really didn't even kill him. No, Jesse did. Jesse did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. God, my honorable mentions, I'm going to have to like zoom through them first. We didn't even say anything about Bobby, the younger kid. Yeah. Kurt babysat him as a kid. So he's younger than him. And then somehow he manages. The thing is with Kurt, he was born in 1996. That's why his name is Kurt Swirl 96. Mm -hmm. So he's a millennial. He is right in that millennial age where it's like, we're on the tail end. I'm a millennial. And we kind of got the tail end of the technology as it is today. Yeah. You didn't hit the craze yet. No. So then the kids below us, I mean, I've got, there are kids who are like 16 to 26 who are more famous than I'm ever going to be. Right. You know, just solely based off their, their TikTok, age. based off their YouTube, whatever they've got going their on. Their cooking videos. <laughs> yeah, just all this crazy stuff that I didn't actually get on the hype of because I'm on the older end of that millennial spectrum. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how Kurt was. He babysat this kid who got famous, if you will, I mean, famous-ish. And Kurt's just like, what did you do different that I didn't do? Like, I don't understand. Your stuff is mm-hmm. just as entertaining his mind and he shoots him dead and then even bobby's he stabbed him yeah he's or that's right he does he stab him. bobby to death and they're like this is fake and that's when he picks up bobby's phone and he's like account takeover and just keeps going <laughs> like yeah. doesn't care lays in his bed and all that and is like looking through stuff uh-huh oh yeah dr- changes into all his clothes and and then he even clowns bobby he's like he's like there ain't no way he got all these as a as a sponsor yeah. He's like, they just automatically know his size. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which that was a good call out. I will say that. Yeah. Another um, point would be the very end when Kurt is about to run over Jesse and he literally, he asks in the chat, he puts, puts a poll up that's like, F Mary kill. What should yeah. I do to her? And everyone immediately, like 80% of the vote <laughs> said kill her. And he said, okay. And he stepped on the gas and went to run her over. And it's got people never just believed it was real. No, no one at any point believed this thing was real. And then the, the <clears throat> part in this movie where the whole spree started, he goes into his house to grab something and comes back out. 
Mm-hmm. But I am automatically like, he must have killed, he followed his mom in. You said, you called that first thing. I was surprised that you did that. <laughs> I'm, I'm a connoisseur of horror movies. You ain't gonna fool me. Yeah. <laughs> but he sure enough killed his mom. Mm-hmm. And. Not even really sure what his mom did or didn't do. I don't know. She kind of abandoned him to his dad. I mean, I think he knew it was going to end with him dying probably was my guess so he just went went hard went all the way (laughs) i actually didn't mind his dad dying david arquette was so such a bad guy yeah yeah it it, it was just it was modern day david arquette Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was david arquette playing david arquette (laughs) all right well would you like some trivia? I could keep talking about... I could tell, talk about the whole movie beginning to end just because it's so I've, impactful. I've, I couldn't believe how much I liked it. Mm-hmm. But then I've, I've really go, like grown to like movies that are based in the time that they're made. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie is a time capsule for this, this era. Yeah. Like, I talked about the new Child's Play. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's it's fun, and that's a great idea because it's, it's not basing it off of voodoo. It's basing it off of technology. Uh-huh. And this one also did the same thing. It used social media and showed it as a weapon, as of a, a source of freedom. Yeah. And we do, we like, the thing you get the most out of this is Kurt did become famous after death. But he, he was He was still an afterthought because Jesse became, like, a megastar. Mm-hmm. She became, she became Oprah. She did. She was on like HBO and so because it was showing different magazines mm-hmm. that she was in and wrote article or did interviews and articles for. Yeah. And now she's a survivor. Yeah. But people still talk about Kurt because it does say yes. that at the end they're like there's a bunch of forums where you can still see Kurt's And now you stuff. see it and people are like, how did nobody notice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a sad thing. Like they broke it down to where people finally started looking at these videos and like the timeline where, 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 of it. Where, where, where was his family? Yeah. Well, and it even, it's kind of funny. It ties it, it all together. It sad, really. It did. It's a sad story. It's sad. It is for Kurt. I thought this was, a, it, um, what's Steve's net, real name? Joe Keery. Joe Keery. I can't say it enough how good his acting was in this. Mm-hmm. I cannot say it enough. Yeah. He did. He did really well. And actually, I liked the little, this little tidbit at the end, because if you're watching the screen, you have to be able to read the comments and stuff as you go. They happen Mm -hmm. very quickly, so you only catch some here and there. But one of the comments at the end, they're like, hey, guys, send me all your favorite Kurt moments and I'll make a movie out of it. And then the last comments like, hey, guys, I got I finished my movie. It's posted Mm -hmm. on YouTube. It's called Spree. (laughs) And then it pops up Spree. So that was fun. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll just roll right into trivia then. Hit me with it. Hit me with your best shot. There's not a lot. <laughs> well, I could the movie's not, find not old a lot. enough. Um, so I watched some interviews to get a little bit more, but so I'm just going to go ahead and read everything right here on IMDb. Mm-hmm. First thing it says is when building the character of Kurt Kunkel, Eugene, the director and star Joe Keery, watched cringe compilations and videos from people on YouTube without a big following. Makes sense. They just went through and watched like actual people who were trying to get famous out there, which kind of also makes me sad. I'm like, God, what if they based it off you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, I made a movie like that or I made a video like that. One of the first things that popped up for me is uh, a YouTube guy that was talking about how they based the character off of him. That was one of the first things that popped up. There is something about it. And I, they it's possible that it's based off of somebody uh, or it is. I'll, I'll get mm-hmm. into it here in a minute. Okay, so during a scene at the taco truck, there's a comment that pops up in Kurt's stream that says, what up, I'm Jared, I'm 19, and I never effing learned how to read. Apparently, that's a reference to a famous vine by Josh O'Valley, which plays Bob, who plays Bobby. Oh. So it's one of his vines. Like, he got famous on Vine when he was, like, 14. Oh, wow. What in the world? Because he's 24 now, and Vine hasn't been big in, like, a decade. Is well, he still around? No, it doesn't exist anymore. I was going to say, get rid of that. All right, so director Eugene, he said that he did 40 all-nighters writing all of the comments and usernames that appear throughout the movie. He wrote all of them. Wow. Yeah. There's only two scenes in the movie where they're filmed with an actual camera and not a GoPro. Can I guess them? It doesn't say, but I I know one. It's got to be at the end of the movie with his mom and dad in the house. 
Oh, maybe. And the comedy show. Yeah. Isn't on the GoPro when it actually shows her like on the joke bros thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Despite the movie coming out in 2020, as of July 22, Joe Keery is still posting on TikTok as Kurt under the account Kurt's World. That's funny. You can, and he has an Instagram, Kurt's World 96. You can go see it. It's weird because <laughs> he posts as Kurt. He did a really good job. Like, I liked how he made the character look. Like, he gave him, like, the greasy hair and all that. This isn't in the list of trivia. It's actually, I got it from one of the interviews they did. But Joe Keery said he had, like, an industrial-sized thing of coconut oil that he, like, rubbed on himself before every, every time they shot. Really? Mm-hmm. That's being good at your craft. To make his that's... skin and everything look greasy and his hair unwashed. Uh, yeah. And he said filming took about 20 days. I could see that. It's, that's it. This is one of those movies where you can definitely tell it had no budget. Uh-huh. But it could have done really good things. If people would have gave this movie a chance, mm-hmm. I think it would have done really well. Yeah. But that's so... that's another thing where you know people don't give things a chance. Look at Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. That movie did terrible at the box office, and now it's looked at as looked at as an all time classic. Yeah, and that's it's my favorite action movie. Okay, so I don't know who posted who is crediting this this piece of trivia, but they said that the key inspiration for the character of Kurt was mm-hmm. a kid named Elliot Roger. Elliot Roger. Okay. Who I meant to look into him more, but when you look at if you click on his link and click on he he was like 24 when he died i think he did something similar tried to do something famous and ended up getting killed in the process oh wow doing something to get famous don't quote me on that i'm not 100 percent, so i gotta look up more on this elliot roger kid okay okay for the spree app boot like when it first pops up on the screen red lines spring on a black screen to form the brand's name which resembles the uber's boot up when the oh. app opens up so uh, the various video blogs for Kurt's World were shot a few months before the production actually began. So all the <laughs> extra stuff that doesn't actually have to do with the, the mm-hmm. killing tutorials. Yeah. Kyle Mooney only worked for two days on this film. It's good for Kyle. I can't remember who he played. <laughs> John DeLuca got a spray tan for his role as Mario. Oh, we didn't even talk about Mario, the misogynist. Yeah. That was hitting on Jesse. And, he had to get... Yeah. He had to get uh, he used that that pussy word quite a bit. Oh yeah. Well, and then here, here's we. He even gave you a hint that he killed his mom in the middle of the movie. I didn't catch it, but when Kurt heads to Bobby's house to confront him about mm-hmm. Bobby not promoting his stream, he's all mad about it. Kurt mentions that he has seven kills so far, but if you're counting, he's only killed six passengers at that point, mm-hmm. which foreshadows that he did kill his mom. You didn't see it. Oh, wow. I, I, I guess I really wasn't counting the bodies, though. I wasn't either. But if you're paying attention and you're like, he's only killed six people on his drive. It's because <laughs> he killed his mom to start the movie. And that's all the trivia I have. I was really good at calling what the movie was going to be about. Like, I was like, David Arquette's going to be the dad, isn't he? <laughs> and you were <laughs> like, you were like, I had to pause with it because when they said the name of the city, I'm like, is David from that city? Like, I'm confused. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? But, uh, yeah, if we want to go ahead and rate it, I guess. All right. Rewatchability. I would watch it. I would rewatch this again. It's a hard watch only because it is so cringy. He he does such a good job of playing this, like, desperate character, and it's so hard to watch. I just don't know when I would watch it. Like, it's it's fresh to me, so watching it again. Yeah, we'll get another perspective on it. Uh huh. But as of right now, I think fairly, I could give it a three and a half, four. Wow. Okay. You weren't expecting me to give it that way. No, I was going to say a two and a half, three on my part. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because now that I've seen it twice, it's like, okay, I get it now. I really dug this movie. A lot of modern horror movies, like, they just don't meet, like, an expectation for me. I think Mm -hmm. going into this one without an expectation really helped it yeah it it did something i'm a big fan of it used a lot of uh theater of the mind mm-hmm. so you've got that with jaws you've got that with halloween mm-hmm. you have that with the old hammer films and the universal films stuff that i'm a big fan of yeah all right well the next thing we'll rate it on is the look and feel oh 
Legacy. We do legacy. Yeah. As soon as I said, I'm like, that's not right. Legacy. <laughs> um, it's so new. I, I don't know if it's even fair to rate it on this. I will. Um, I think just because of the time it's come out, it came out during the pandemic. It's going to get lost with time. I'll give it a two. Yeah. And I think that's I hope, too high. I hope it has a resurgence. I hope that we can look on this at, in 20, you know, 10, 20 years and be like, yikes, that's how we really were. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, probably the same. I don't know if you're in the Stranger Things world, if you like Joe Curie, if you like David Arquette, you might stumble across this otherwise. Or if you're like me and you were just scrolling through Hulu looking for something new to watch, you're probably not going to be on looking for this movie. So probably not. yeah, I'll give it a, a two as well. Yeah. And now the look and feel of the movie. So Kurt plays his own music, which is awful. It is bad, bad stuff. When the music picks up, when it's not him playing it anymore, and it's like the chasing and all that, the music's really good. Mm -hmm. And the song they picked uh, in the movie with was a really good pick, too. They definitely took that from Halloween, too. Just an old school song where you could take it and it has like a meaning to it. Mm -hmm. They definitely stole that from that. Well, and the way they make Joe Carey look as Kurt is unsettling. He's just a greasy Mm -hmm. kid. He's kind of a dirty kid. I don't know. He's trying real hard to... He's so focused on his social media presence that he's even... He's forgotten about, like, personal hygiene at this point. Yeah, he's he's lost grasp of reality. His reality is social media. Yeah, and... He just does such a good job of playing an awkward guy. It's it's way too good. Yeah. Um, and that to see Joe that... Curry as himself, like to watch him in interviews, he's like the chillest guy ever. So I'm like, yeah. God, it's so weird that he tapped into that so well. If you're good at your craft, you can really grab anything. I'm really impressed that he was able to pull that off. I really didn't think he could do anything outside of Steve. That's unfair for me to say. Mm-hmm. But he's in a band as well. Of course he is. Isn't Finn Wolfhart too? Yes. <laughs> it's not the same band though. <laughs> okay. I just um, imagine it's Steve and Steve and the kiddos. I want to say it's Stranger Things. like post animal or animal. That's a terrible band name. I think I, it's some, I know it had an animal in it. Anyway, um, look and feel. I'm going to give it a four, even a four and a half. Sometimes the first person point of view is hard to follow. Like mm-hmm. it drove me nuts that all the comments and stuff going, which I know that like, that's probably the point, but sometimes it was hard to follow. Cause you'll have <clears throat> in the middle at one point it was three screens split. You had like, uh, Bobby's live stream going, you had Kurt's live stream going and then Jesse's live stream going at the same time. And everyone had comments going. And I was like, ah, ah, <laughs> best thing you were talking about was the gonzo. Yeah. Style. Gonzo filmmaking. Mm-hmm. That would it be still that. gets used today because people are really into like this erratic uh, SpongeBob SquarePants style <laughs> of like making stuff where it has to be a million miles an hour like you're on drugs. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So what do you? I, I give it a four and a, four and a half. Mm, I give it a four. Mm-hmm. Uh, easily a four. It gave you a really good look at. Uh, where the town is like California. Like Mm -hmm. he, he even got into like the desert parts of it. Yeah. Uh, he gave you a good look at what a kid looks like for his age Mm -hmm. and younger and older. And it touched into like modern society. Like you had the white guy with the ponytail. Yeah. You had, uh, somebody trying to become social media famous, not just him. And then you had multiple people that use their social media to talk to other people. Yeah. Yeah. So I think overall, I'm going to kind of leave out the the legacy part of this. Again, I don't think it's super fair. I think overall, I'm still going to give this movie like a three and a half to a four. I'll give it a three and a half. That's I'd a like to movie. give it a four, but I think I really need to watch it a second time. Do not pigeonhole Joe Carey as Steve. No, don't. do not. I, I made a really bad mistake doing that. I think that's why I kind of uh, got away from watching this movie for so long. Mm. Even though it was in our queue. But I, he was great in this movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he had that in him, but I'm glad he did. Yeah. Finn Wolfhart is who I thought was the real talent in Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. And then you watched um, It Chapter One, and he really was that talented. Yeah. He was great as Richie. Yeah. But I just, 
so many of the other actors in that show aren't that good. It's like Finn Wolfhart, but Steve is that good. Mm-hmm. Joe Keery, I, I'll give you your praise. You get your flowers from me. You did, <laughs> you did great. I mean, I've been a Joe Keery fan for a while. Not that I've seen it. I honestly didn't know he had a band or anything like that, but I've liked him anyway. And to see him do something totally outside the realm of Stranger Things was nice. You know what else I think hurt him hmm. to me? How his character got done as the seasons went on in uh, Stranger Things. He started to become an afterthought. Kind of, yeah. Which really yeah. sucks. Well... All right, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, next week, we'll finally maybe do the movie we talked about doing three weeks ago. <laughs> we'll oh, see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stick around for a sneak peek, and we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> next week on the Retro Club. Anyway, I don't know. this is also a movie that made me a big fan of s'mores. You didn't like s'mores before? Megan, my family didn't have that kind of s'more money. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get a mallow. You take the mallow. I know what you do. on the ground. <laughs> Man, don't quote it to me. No, oh. I'm serious. My mom always like baked us cakes and stuff. I didn't have like s'mores and stuff like that. Oh, God forbid you had a homemade baked cake. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, your family had to rely on graham crackers, a Hershey bar, and a marshmallow. <laughs> and hot dogs and cheese and a panini press. <laughs> <laughs> With fries and mac and cheese. That actually sounds wonderful. I'm not hating on that at all. Oh, God, let's go so we can have some right now. <laughs>